Needs no introduction. One of Australia's best ever basketballers, NBL MVP, Australian representative, and he's now dominating the media landscape. It's Andrew Gaze. Andrew, thank you for joining us. No problem. So you keep an eye over the sporting landscape these days. What sort of sports of uh, recent have kept your interest? Well, I guess over the summer period, we um, we get stuck into the tennis, which is going on right now. We saw a, a bit of the cricket, so just a more traditional Australian summer sports, but. For me, uh, basketball is is still a big factor because um, these days with uh, all the college games, the European games and the NBA, I enjoy uh, jumping on online and, and checking those, uh, continuing to maintain an involvement and see what's going on in basketball. And our viewers, sorry, uh, the uh, our audience loves to listen and watch the South East Melbourne Phoenix. They've uh, ran into a bit of trouble recently. Can you shed some light on what's happening over at South East Melbourne? Well, they've had uh, an unfortunate circumstances primarily with their injuries. It's been um, really disappointing. They had some um, some changes they made to one of their imports as well. Um, but there was one game oh, two or three weeks ago where all three import players were not available. Mm. Uh, that is a significant handicap that any team has to deal with. And these days, with such parity amongst all the teams, if you lose that many high-quality players uh, for any one contest, then you're going to run into some problems. Mm. And, and um, it's just been compounding, really, probably since about the halfway mark of the season. Uh, Al Williams, of course, is... Uh, no longer available for the remainder of the regular season. I think it's going to be a big ask for them to claw their way back into into uh, playoff contentions. But um, you know, you never know, and, and we'll I'll see how they go. But I, I think primarily their problems has been personnel related and the lack of availability. Absolutely, and uh, the NBL finals are just around the corner. It's becoming the uh, the business end of the competition uh, at this point of the year. Who are some of the teams you, you are, are liking at this point? Well, I think that right now, um, Melbourne United are the team that beat. Uh, you know, they've stumbled a little bit in recent times uh, going on the road. This period is always tough for them. I think they've got to play seven consecutive road games. I think they've got a couple more to go because of the uh, availability of uh, John Kane Arena due to the tennis. It's, it makes it difficult for them. And uh, the top three out of their last five, I think it is. So uh, all in pretty close contest, but um, notwithstanding that, I think that they have shown over a long period of time the usual challenges that teams will face with some injuries and um, in particular, uh, and, and also just some form fluctuations. They've got enough depth in their lineup that they can they can uh, find ways to still win, even despite some of those handicaps that they've dealt along the way. So. Absolutely, and shifting our attention to the NBA, we've got some Aussie stars over in the US who are really coming out of their shell, Dante Exum and Josh Green in particular for the Dallas Mavericks. Um, the Paris Games this year, how, how will the Aussies fare in, in the uh, upcoming Olympic Games? Well, I'm excited about the prospects. It's, it's difficult because we're still going through a process of seeing what, who's going to play, uh, not just for the Australian team, of course, but right around the world. I saw just yesterday there was an announcement of a very large Team USA squad. Mm. Um, so once we get down to the, uh, a better understanding of, of what players are going to actually play, mm. you know, is Jokic going to play for 
serve you. Once we have that information, we, we probably can, our guesses might be a, a little bit more accurate. But um, right now, it's it's still just a, uh, one where we live in hope that our Australian team can grow from what they did at the Tokyo Olympics where they won the first ever medal and won the bronze bronze medal there. I think we should be inspired by what we saw from Germany mm. in, in how they were able to win the gold medal. So there is a, um, yeah, there's a lot to like about the team, our team and the prospects that we have. So I, I think that it, um, it's all looking pretty positive for how much we can uh, go one step even further and, and get a silver or a gold medal. Absolutely, and one of the players who they may run into in these games is Victor Wembanyama. Now, Andrew, you played with the San Antonio Spurs organisation. Uh, you actually won a championship with them. Can you give a bit of an insight into what Victor would be experiencing in San Antonio and um, Greg Popovich as well, how he would be um, coaching this type of a player? Yeah, it's, it's been tough when you just look at the, the Spurs as a whole, uh, at this point in time, I think they've only won seven games in the season. So they're going through a significant rebuilding process, but uh, and, and clearly that's going to be built around Victor Wemiyama. We've already seen enough of him to know that he is going to be a very significant player for a long period of time, provided he can stay healthy. Mm. Um, uh, but seeing some of the, the comments of Greg Popovich how now, with this particular team, he's concentrating more on, on teaching the fundamentals than worrying about the X's and O's and the the, the, uh, the in-game coaching that you normally equate in an NBA game. It's not as prevalent for him because he's got such a young team. I think they're the youngest team in the competition. And, mm. and Victor Wemanyama is, uh, is still learning. He's a, he's a unique player because of... The genetics, he's, the size, the, the ball handling, inside, outside, and trying to figure out what's going to be his best role is going to be an important part of his growth and him buying into whatever uh, is best suited for him. But he's certainly shown a lot of versatility, and I think that he, his area of expertise is going to be very broad. Absolutely. And just one last question from me, Andrew. Uh, Joel Embiid, he had 70 points yesterday, which is incredible. Um, can you just shed some light on um, Joel Embiid as a player and his, his future uh, in this competition? It's quite extraordinary when you think of players that are, um, you know, putting up 70 points in a game. <laughs> it's, 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 it's somewhat coincidental that I think, if, if the reports I read are correct, mm. it happened on the same day as I, that uh, Kobe got that... 81 all those years ago mm. so it's um it's it's quite a remarkable um uh, uh feat to, to have that many points but the game is changing so much it, 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 you see it on a regular basis so that these types of really high scoring numbers and and it's great it's great for the statisticians it it, it means a lot, I think, for the individuals and their contribution and their legacy in the game, but um, yeah, I think there also is a an argument that perhaps that they need to look at the points of emphasis on the game to see if it's not too heavily favoring favor the offense. Mm. Uh, the way the game's officiated now is vastly different to the way it was officiated 10, 15, 20 years ago, and I think that that is a significant factor when it when you think of these high scores that 
from Minnesota had, what did he have, what was it, 51, I think, on the Yeah, side? yeah, had 44 at the half. It was uh, yeah, quite extraordinary that you've got guys that uh, normally those types of numbers, you think of Michael Jordan and Kobe, mm. but to have these guys that, that are seven foot around that size putting up those sort of numbers also is a, an example of how the game has changed and uh, we don't pigeonhole players because of their body types like we perhaps once did in the past. Mm. Well, I want to thank you so much for jumping on, Gazy. It's It's been a massive thrill. Um, so many thanks for taking some time out of your busy no schedule and uh, jumping on. No, no worries. Good luck with it all. I appreciate it. Thanks, Gazy.